0: Section 19 of the Central Period of the Middle Age, 918 to 1273, by Beatrice A. Lees. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 12. Henry VI and Innocent III. 1190 to 1216. The fame of Henry VI, 1190 to 1197, the successor of Frederick I., rests as much on what he dreamed of doing as on what in his short reign of seven years he actually accomplished small and fragile in body he was quick and keen in mind resolute of will and definite of purpose brave and accomplished he had inherited much of his father's ability he dabbled in poetry seriously studied latin history and law and showed himself a good general and a shrewd politician too self-contained and calculating to be generally popular, the violence, treachery, and cruelty with which he carried out his schemes made him many enemies. Yet he was undoubtedly one of the most remarkable of the medieval emperors, a statesman of constructive genius, an idealist gifted with practical ability. Henry had been early trained for the responsibilities of empire, crowned king of germany in his childhood he had been associated with his father as caesar in 1186 on his marriage with constance of sicily and had been appointed regent when frederick barbarossa went on crusade when news of the tragic death of the emperor was brought to germany the young king had just concluded a treaty with the ever-restless henry the lion and was preparing for an expedition to southern italy where his presence was urgently needed in november eleven eighty nine william the good king of sicily had died childless and the kingdom had fallen to his aunt constance the daughter of roger I, and to her husband henry the sixth the national party in sicily led by the chancellor matthew dreading the german yoke thereupon revolted and raised Tancred count of lecce an illegitimate grandson of roger i to the throne tancred's cause was further strengthened by his alliance with richard i of england and by the support of the pope clement the the fourth of the five undistinguished successors of alexander the third in the winter of eleven ninety henry the sixth entered italy with a great host clement the third died in the following march and the new pope the aged cardinal hyacinth deferred his consecration in order to avoid bestowing the imperial crown on the german king henry however bought over the romans by basely surrendering to their vengeance the rival town of tusculum which had trusted to his protection pressure was brought to bear on the pope on april fourteenth he was consecrated as celestine the third and on april fifteenth he crowned henry and constance in st peter's The emperor now advanced into Apulia and besieged Naples with the help of the Pisan fleet. But the valour of the Sicilian admiral, Margarito, who drove away the Pisans and broke the blockade, with the fierce heat of the southern summer which bred pestilence in the besieging army, forced Henry to retreat. He returned to Germany, where in his absence disaffection had appeared among the nobles of the north and west. Henry of Brunswick, the son of henry the lion was conspiring with tancred of sicily and the deposition of the emperor was even proposed at this critical moment a sudden turn of fortune changed the whole situation richard of england was taken prisoner on his return from the crusade by leopold of austria whom he offended in the holy land and the duke delivered him up to henry the sixth after nearly two years of captivity he consented to do homage to henry and to hold the kingdom of england as a fief of the empire the marriage of henry of brunswick to the emperor's cousin dissolved the confederacy of rebel german nobles finally a premature death carried off tancred's eldest son roger joint king of sicily and he was quickly followed to the grave by tancred himself although the sicilian crown was placed on the head of the child william III, tancred's younger son the rebellion of the south was practically at an end when in may eleven ninety four henry the sixth returned to his southern kingdom he found its reduction an easy task and on christmas day he was crowned king of sicily at palermo a conspiracy amongst the nobles gave an excuse for exiling the young king william and his mother and sisters Sicily lay at the feet of its conqueror. This was the supreme hour of Henry's triumph. A son, the future Frederick II, had been born to him on the day after the coronation at Palermo. He was lord over all Italy. Rome, where a single senator now represented the Commune, was his ally. The fleets of Pisa and Genoa were at his service, he had taken advantage of the renewed feuds and rivalries among the Lombard cities to organize an imperial party in the north, his brother Philip ruled the Matildine lands as Duke of Tuscany. Ravenna, the March of Ancona, and the Duchy of Spoleto were in his hands. Germany was submissive, the King of England was his vassal. In the east, the King of Armenia offered him homage, and the Moorish princes of northern Africa sent him tribute it was no wonder that daring schemes now took shape in his mind and that he dreamed of making the empire hereditary in his house and uniting for ever the german and sicilian kingdoms of ruling europe from italy and of extending his sovereignty over the byzantine empire and the far east a greek historian the emperor's bitter opponent has recorded how pale and careworn he neglected ease and pleasure and laboured like a second alexander to make himself lord of all the kingdoms of the world it seemed as if the visions of otto iii were about to be realised nearly two hundred years after his death henry began by preparing to invade the east under the pretext of a crusade a project which won him the approval of the pope he next tried to persuade the german princes to consent that the succession to the empire should be hereditary as in france and other kingdoms and that the sicilian kingdom should be permanently united with the empire he offered the princes in return full rights of hereditary succession in their own fiefs and the remission of certain dues but this new and unheard-of decree met with so much opposition that it had to be abandoned though the princes elected the baby prince frederick as king at Frankfurt in 1196. Soon after the election, the emperor went down into Italy for the last time, bent on obtaining Greece and the empire of Constantinople. The oppression of the German officials in Sicily had roused the people against their new rulers, and even the empress Constance was implicated in the revolt, which now broke out. An anti-king was chosen, and a plot to murder the emperor was set on foot with ruthless severity henry stamped out the rebellion and sanctioned the infliction of hideous tortures on the unfortunate sicilians meanwhile a great fleet and army had gathered in the south in readiness for the crusade and some of the ships had already sailed for the holy land the king of cyprus had become henry's vassal the eastern emperor alexius III had bought off his claims with tribute and his brother Philip of Swabia had married the Byzantine princess Irene, the widow of the young Roger of Sicily. The emperor was at the height of his glory, potent by land and sea, when he was suddenly cut off by malarial fever. He died at Messina on September 28, 1197, at the early age of 32, and all his great hopes and lofty ideals were buried with him in his stately tomb at palermo if he had not been prevented by death wrote a chronicler echoing with more reason the lament of otto of freisingen over lothair the second he would have exalted the german people far above other nations and by his energy and courage the splendour of the empire would have been restored to its ancient dignity some three months after the death of henry the sixth on january eighth eleven ninety eight the decrepit celestine the third passed away at rome and on the same day the cardinals unanimously elected in his place the youngest of their number lothair of Seny, who as innocent the third was destined to be remembered as one of the most powerful of mediaeval popes the whole course of history was changed when the active and vigorous emperor was replaced by a helpless little child and the feeble old pope by a young and ardent enthusiast who was a man of genius the wheel of fortune had turned once more and had brought the papacy to the top innocent the third was the true heir of henry the sixth the heir of his wide ambitions and world-embracing schemes the son of a noble italian family and the nephew of pope clement lothair of senyi had from his childhood every advantage which wealth and social position could give he studied in rome in paris and in bologna steeped himself in the learning of his time and if his biographer may be believed surpassed all his contemporaries for his successes in philosophy theology and law made a cardinal by his uncle before he was thirty and consecrated pope before he was forty it was clear from the first that his conception of his holy office was no whit less exalted than that of the boldest of his predecessors he the servant of the servants of god claimed also to be vicar of christ the successor of st peter to whom the keys of heaven had been committed whose seat was above the seat of kings who stood between god and man less than god but more than man god he wrote in a famous letter has set two great lights in the firmament the sun to rule the day the moon to rule the night so in the firmament of the universal church he has instituted two high dignities the papacy which reigns over the souls of men and monarchy which reigns over their bodies but the first is far above the second as the moon receives light from the sun so does the royal power derive all its glory and dignity from the papal power innocent's own letters and the writings of his contemporaries show him as a man of untiring energy thorough and conscientious in all the details of life businesslike decided inflexible when once his mind was made up scrupulously honourable in an age of corruption and with all this an idealist as ardent in the cause of the church as gregory the seventh but with wider opportunities and a more intimate knowledge of the world than his great 11th-century forerunner. An early fresco and a fragment of mosaic has been preserved which represents the famous Pope, with a smooth oval face, straight features, a small mouth, and large thoughtful eyes under arched brows. He was, as is known from other sources, small in stature, but he had a sonorous and penetrating voice, and was eloquent and ready of speech. In the general confusion which followed the untimely death of the great emperor, the figure of the great pope stands out as a landmark. His high and definite aims, pursued with the insight of a statesman and the precision of a trained lawyer, give a clue to the labyrinth of European politics. Like Henry VI, innocent the wished to rule christendom from italy as a centre but whereas henry had sought to achieve his end by Germanizing italy innocent sought rather to Romanize europe and to rouse the italians to a sense of national unity italy he wrote was the seat of the two powers the papacy and the empire by divine dispensation the head of the world and rome was the apostolic and imperial city he began then by making his power a reality in Rome itself. The imperial prefect became a papal official, and the pope obtained control over the appointment of the senator, the civic representative. He won over the people by lavish charity, and the turbulent nobles, after a fierce resistance, were forced to recognize his supremacy. From Rome, innocent turned to the states of the Church and the Matildine lands, philip of swabia had returned to germany and in his absence the tuscan cities formed an anti-imperial league while the great german feudatories the seneschal markwald marquis of ancona and duke of ravenna and conrad duke of spoleto were compelled to abandon their fiefs and to leave central italy by the end of 1198 the patrimony of st peter with ancona and spoleto had been recovered for the papacy in southern italy where the little frederick had been crowned at palermo after his father's death the empress constance sought safety and protection for herself and her child by consenting to hold the kingdom of sicily as a fief of the holy see and by renouncing the exceptional ecclesiastical privileges which the norman kings of sicily had enjoyed in november eleven ninety eight she died leaving the infant king to the guardianship of the pope for ten years innocent III struggled on behalf of his ward against the ambition of german nobles and the intrigues of the sicilian chancellor walter bishop of troia sicily and apulia were devastated by a civil war in which french and german adventurers saracen mercenaries and the sea powers of pisa genoa and venice all played a part when the germans found a leader in markwald of ancona the pope called french troops to his help under walter of brienne a son-in-law of tancred of sicily markwald died in 1202 and walter of brienne was killed in 1205 but it was not until 1208 when the young king frederick was growing to manhood that comparative peace and order were restored to the southern kingdom. Meanwhile in Germany it seemed as if the empire itself was about to fall to pieces. On the death of Henry VI, the Ghibellines put forward his brother Philip of Schwabia as a candidate for the German kingship and the empire, while the Gevelts, led by the Archbishop of Cologne, upheld the claims of Otto of Brunswick, son of Henry the Lion the times needed a strong man and it was an irony of fate that the baby frederick for whose hereditary succession his father had taken such anxious thought should be set aside even by his uncle philip was elected by the majority of the princes at Mühlhausen, but another assembly met at cologne and chose otto who was crowned at aachen philip was supported by the adherents of the hohenstaufen in southern germany by the dukes of Austria and Bavaria, and by the King of France. On Otto's side were his uncles, Richard, Coeur de Lyon, and John of England, the King of Denmark, the Count of Flanders, the city of Cologne, and a great part of northwest Germany, the old home of the Gvelff party. Both Gvelffs and Ghibellines negotiated with Innocent Third, and in 1201 he declared for Otto, who confirmed the papacy in the possession of the states of the church with ancona spoleto and the matildine lands and the overlordship of sicily in germany however fortune favoured the ghibellines the archbishop of cologne changed sides and in 1205 crowned the duke of swabia at aachen otto's forces were defeated cologne was compelled to make terms and even the pope began to incline toward philip released him from excommunication and endeavoured to mediate between the rival kings the hopes of the hohenstaufen party were at their height when in the summer of 1208 they were suddenly blighted by the assassination of philip of swabia by a private enemy otto count of wittelsbach there now seemed to be no further obstacle to the recognition of otto He was acknowledged as king at an assembly at Frankfurt in 1208, conciliated the Ghibellines by his marriage with the daughter of Philip of Schwabia, and in 1209 was crowned emperor at Rome by Innocent III. But the acceptance of the imperial crown inevitably implied the acceptance of the imperial tradition of antagonism to the haughty pretensions of the papacy. Otto IV, the Guelph followed in the footsteps of his ghibelline predecessors he revived the claims of henry the sixth he gave the marquisate of ancona to his italian partisan d'Este, and the duchy of spoleto to his german vassal dipold of acera he occupied the matildine lands and invaded southern italy in defiance of the papal excommunication almost all apulia and calabria had submitted and the emperor had hired pisan ships to take his troops to sicily when he was recalled to germany by the news that the opposition led by the archbishop of mainz had induced the princes to elect frederick of swabia as their king the pope approved the choice and in 1212 the son of henry the sixth crossed the alps for the first time and after a formal election at Frankfurt, was solemnly crowned at mainz in 1213 by the golden bull of Ager, frederick renewed the territorial concessions which otto had made to the papacy and promised obedience to innocent the third his protector and benefactor otto now threw himself on the support of saxony and cologne and formed a sort of northern league with england and the princes of the netherlands while Frederick entered into alliance with France and the papacy. In 1214, the Battle of Bouvines shattered Otto's hopes. On July 25, 1215, Frederick was crowned at Aachen, and shortly afterwards Cologne fell into his hands. The Lateran Council of November 1215 saw the consummation of the power of Innocent III. Summoned for the reform of the Church, and the recovery of the Holy Land, a great assembly of ecclesiastical and lay magnates gathered from all parts of Christendom, met in Rome to discuss, under the presidency of the Pope, the religious and political questions which were agitating Europe. Thither came the patriarchs of Jerusalem and Constantinople, representatives of the triumphs of Latin Christianity in the East. The fugitive Count of Toulouse and his son, victims of the rigour of latin orthodoxy in the west st dominic the herald of the new spirit of apostolic zeal within the church and ambassadors from all kingdoms of europe from cyprus and palestine and the latin kingdom of constantinople witnesses to the political influence of the papacy the council passed a long series of canons against heresy superstitious observances and ecclesiastical ignorance and disorder confirmed the excommunication and deposition of otto the fourth and the election of frederick the second and proclaimed a crusade for the year twelve seventeen before that date innocent the third who had hoped to give his blessing to the expedition was no more struck down by fever he died at perugia in the summer of twelve sixteen he was happy in the moment of his death he saw the present success of his life work and he was spared the knowledge of its future failure. He seemed, when he died, to have almost achieved his aim of making the Pope the sovereign of the world. The King of France had consented to take back his divorced wife. The kings of Navarre and Aragon had owned themselves the Pope's vassals. The kings of Hungary and of distant Armenia had sought his protection and intervention. In 1213, John Lackland, did homage to him for the kingdom of england and in 1215 he saw his ward frederick of sicily seated on the throne of germany the fourth crusade had effected the nominal union of the eastern and western churches the albigensian heresy seemed about to be extirpated in southern france and the new crusade might recover the city of jerusalem for the christians time was to show that in this very completeness of realisation of the papal ambitions lay elements of danger the national forces which innocent had called to his aid in italy and sicily were active also elsewhere and were destined to prove too strong for the world state and the world church even in italy the cities were restive under autocratic rule while in england if the king submitted the people revolted against subjection to rome the temporal power of the pope established by the consolidation of the states of the church was in the end to work the downfall of the papacy the young frederick of hohenstaufen was to become the deadly foe of the power which had watched over his childhood and to which in early youth he had shown such loyal devotion yet in spite of errors and misconceptions and faults of pride and ambition innocent the third was a great and noble pope a man most learned and eloquent high-hearted and of lofty counsel end of section nineteen